Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So imagine, if you will, we're going to have a little thought experiment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live, doing everything entertainment, Friday style at MyTalk1071.com. Do it on the app because you could win a cruise or $107 every day. There's details on the website, MyTalk1071.com. Picture it. Olive Garden, 2019. You're with somebody who's never been there before. What do you make them order? 651-641-1071. Why are you talking about Olive Garden? It's a very important reason. <laughs> Holly's significant other, Holly's man friend, has never been to Olive Garden in all his 834 years on this planet. And Holly, um, we were talking about Olive Garden earlier today because... There's a new menu that's coming out about like soup. This is what I love, though. Tell us what the the new menu items are about. So it's called Giant Italian Classics. And this is because that's what America (laughs) needs is like a super big fat plate of food. Oh, my gosh. These are incredible, Bradley. So starting uh, at at an Olive Garden near you. So they're starting this thing called Giant Italian Classics. And it is giant portions of your I favorite. thought we learned our lesson America <laughs> no, no no I you get this they're serving a giant meatball on top of spaghetti and this, just a giant meatball it looks like the size of a, a softball a regulation softball I can't wait for this <laughs> so now we saw this and we were kind of marveling over this and you yeah. had mentioned that your man has never been to do you say his name I don't remember I think do. Okay, Chip. Chip. So, yeah. uh, we, uh, you were saying that Chip had never been to Olive Garden. I was like, oh my God, how has he never been to Olive Garden? It's just like quintessential mid America experience. I'm sure it's like America everywhere, but I just always think of like fancy for us in the Midwest for Italian food was the Olive Garden once upon a time. It's, it's just a thing you do. Yeah. And so I feel like he has to go and have this experience. What, um, if you, had the chance of bringing him to the Olive Garden, what's the thing that you would sit him down and say to understand the gar- the Garden de Olive, whatever? That's so fancy. I know, right? Um, you must have this experience. All right, so I'm going to set it out for him. Of course, it has to start with breadsticks and salad. You can't get the soup. You have to do the salad. You have to do the breadsticks. Then you move on from that. Wait, and wait, I think that's dangerous. You have to warn him. <laughs> You have to warn him, Holly, and you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes, honey. <laughs> I do. We're going to regulate the intake okay. of, of the breadsticks. He gets two breadsticks and a salad. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's it. Don't don't send him in there like that, Holly. I know. I, I, I got to do it with love. I got to set him up for love. Okay. And, and then I think we need to go classic. Maybe just a tour of Italy. 
you know, maybe a chicken parmesan, a lasagna. I always recommend the tour of Italy because that way you get a little bit of everything. Yeah. If you does want to get some soup, I would recommend the Zuppa Toscana. Zuppa Toscana. Not the minestrone. No. Yeah, I don't like the minestrone. Mm -mm. Zuppa Toscana is like the Italian... Uh, what is that? Wedding meatball soup? Is no, that? minestrone is the tomato-based soup. No, 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 the, the Zuppa Toscana. Yeah. Oh, I think it has, it's kind of creamy and it has sausage in it and uh, a little bit of green. Oh, that's not what I'm thinking of. All right. Mm. Let's go to Charles. Charles is on the phone. Charles, uh, what are we ordering off the Olive Garden menu this afternoon? We're ordering uh, chicken fettuccine Alfredo. Yes. Oh, Why, Charles? Yep. Um, uh, either that or if he's a spaghetti guy, ask him to get some spaghetti or lasagna. Yeah. Okay. And that way it's not over. He's not overly shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to overwhelm him on his first yeah. go. Right. And all, Holly, it's all for love, right? That's all right. It is all for <laughs> it love, It is Charles. all for love. Calories right. for love. Thanks, Charles. Thank you, You're Charles. Welcome. Yeah, because I found out, I think it was maybe midtime last year and I, that I found out. I was like, hey, Chip, have you ever been to the Olive Garden? He's like, no. I'm like, Chip, you are deep, deep into Generation X. Okay. <laughs> like you, you should, you should have experienced this, yeah, this in your time. Because as a member of uh, Generation X myself, I will tell you that once upon a time, Olive Garden was like haute cuisine. Oh my gosh. Olive oh. Garden was the place where we went because to. Because we didn't have fancy food places. No. You'd go out to grandma's house. Yeah. And you knew that it was a fancy occasion when grandma would take you out to the Olive Garden because they had cloth napkins. Yeah. Mm. Let's go to Megan. Megan's on the phone. Okay, Megan, you're sitting across the table from Chip. What do you make him order off the menu at the Olive Garden? Hi there. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. We're fabulous and hungry. So I am a former Olive Garden server. Ooh. Girl, look us up. We need details. Right? Right? Oh, I, I worked in college down at the University of Illinois. I made bank down there. Oh, I bet. Um, and then I, I've actually worked at the St. Louis Park and the Bloomington uh, one up here. You right. can't go wrong with the tour of Italy. Okay. Um, but if you, you know, if you want to take it lighter, and I don't know if Chip is a lighter guy, but you can do the, the soup salad and breadsticks. That way you get all of the experiences and you don't have to just have one type of soup. You could have all four bowls of soup. You could have the minestrone and the pasta fagiole and the zuppa toscana and the chicken and gnocchi. You could you could bang them all oh out. Oh my god! Wow. I want to do. I didn't know you could do that. Pro tip. Heck yeah! Oh my gosh! What did you always like? Because presumably you would eat yourself, Megan. Did you um, eat off the menu on a regular basis? And what did you eat? I did. Back when I was in in college, they had a dish called chicken penne artichoke, which had like this really heavy bechamel cream sauce. Mm-hmm. Chicken, um, it had artichoke hearts, it had peas, it had mushrooms. It was really good. They don't make it anymore, um, but but I'm I'm a sucker for eggplant parmesan now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. sure. yeah. That's, that's so a good. great one. Oh, thank Megan, you for the thank you so tips. much. That's very exciting. Yeah. And I will say that, of course, the essential end to any Olive Garden meal is the Andes mints that come with the check. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Got to top I, it off with that. I will tell you, uh, and we'll let Eddie be the last word in just a moment, but, you know, they have this. We're talking about Olive Garden because we saw this dumb story about these new giant Italian classics, which are just gigantic. I don't know how they get a chicken breast this big. Don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. To make the chicken parmesan. (laughs) Nope. 
or Parmigiana. I don't even know what fake Italian word we have to say in order to communicate what we're talking about, but it's a big fat piece of fried chicken with sauce and melted mm-hmm. cheese on top, and it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And I want to eat it all right now with a side of fettuccine Alfredo as if that the chicken won enough on its own for twelve ninety nine. We're I mean Don't ask questions, Brad. Just enjoy the bounty. But I don't know where I was going with that. Well, I think I just we want were to eat it. Take so let's Eddie's go to call. Eddie. Let's go to Eddie and find out what we're ordering. What are we getting, Eddie? I would suggest to Chip that he orders himself an Uber and heads over to Broder's for some real food. Not oh, some Eddie, no, no. <laughs> That's Eddie. perfect. Okay, dude. Good oh, call, Eddie. Eddie. Great last Thank word. You. Now, here's the deal. I texted Chip That's earlier hilarious. today. I said, prepare your mind and your body. Yeah, his body, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and your mind, too. We're going gonna, to Olive you're Garden. You're going to get swole. <laughs> and I don't mean like... like... Not in the arm section. Yeah, no. not in the arm region. <laughs> unless, it's, unless it's because it's protruding from the stomach section and has moved up to the so- shoulder section. I'm like, your sodium intake is going to increase by tenfold this weekend. So All here's right, so what gonna I'm going to do. You're going to take Chip to Olive Garden. I'm going to take Chip on a nice, fine, fancy date to the Olive Garden. And I'm going to put it up on social media All right. yeah. in real time. All so right, you well, can follow me at Holly D. Roberts on Twitter and on Instagram. I promise you sometime this weekend, we are going to go I want to see his first bite. Yes, take him, uh, put him on the scale before and after. (laughs) Right. And uh, (laughs) we'll get the full details uh, next week. Now, when we come back, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies is just around the corner with what's in theaters right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. It's Friday. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts along with Sonny and our very special guest who joins us every Friday to talk about what's in theaters. His name is Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies.com, etc., etc., etc. Thank you for joining us, Paul. Thank you for having me. I Hello. now want chicken parm really yes. badly. This I know. Is I feel like we all need to take a group trip <laughs> at least to the Olive Garden. <laughs> We're also going to take a group trip to Curves. <laughs> yes. We need to burn some of that off. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, well, um, okay. if we were just going to sit on a couch, yeah. uh, well, in a movie in theater, a movie theater. Um, after a big plate of chicken parm this weekend, what should we go see? Well, there's three different options in theaters right now. All three are really different movies, kind of depending on what you're in the mood for. Should we start with uh, some DC superhero action? Yeah, for yes, sure. Please. This is called Shazam, and it's about this 14-year-old boy that is chosen by this kind of grand high wizard to be this superhero. That when he says the word Shazam, he he turns into an adult with this really brawny spandex costume and given superpowers. Interesting. I do not know the Shazam backstory as well you will learn that in the beginning of the movie okay so it's definitely an origin story it's it's follows in the line of the other DC movies right now we've you know the Batman and the Wonder Woman and the Aquaman and it lives within that universe mm-hmm. it's very meta kind of like a Deadpool meets big meets Harry Potter <laughs> So this is the DC Cinematic Universe is almost kind of like their response to Deadpool in as much as they want to make it kind of funny? Yes. Yeah. This is by far their lightest movie. DC's been plagued with like dark, serious superhero. And this is like, we're going to throw all that out the window for the most part and keep it light, keep it jokey, and keep it really family friendly to a point. You know, they're, um, it's about, a, you know, this kid is a, fo- you know, he's in the foster system, so he's running from one family to the next. And it really shows that families come in all shapes and sizes, which is great. 
Now, I love those family themes. There's a lot of tween humor in it because they're 14 year olds that find out that he has superpowers. So, sure. so there's some fart jokes. Definitely fart jokes. They're testing out the super, you know, their their powers. They're posting videos on the YouTube. But then at the same time, there are dark. The the villain in it, played by Mark Strong, has these these gargoyle monsters called the Seven Deadly Sins that I feel like are a little tonally like dark and scary for what hmm. I feel like the audience that they're maybe shooting for for this movie. Interesting. So I feel like there's some missed opportunity here to kind of keep it really light, really fresh, really funny. I think it thinks it's um, a little bit um, more tongue in cheek than it is. Uh, it's you a know? little precious is what it's you're saying. It's a little precious. Like, I get what you're doing, but you're not as creative as you think you are. Uh, you're not as Deadpool-y as you want to be. Right. Yeah. You know, I think they're working on that balance with this. And of course, because it's an origin story, the beginning is so much, you know, let's fill in the backstory for this character. Let's fill in the backstory for the villain and try to kind of get you in place once the Zachary Levi comes in as Shazam. What did you end up giving it? Giving it two and a half out of five. I didn't love it as much as I thought I would. I think there's potential with this character. You know, I wouldn't I would not mind seeing a sequel if they kind of work out some kinks, get their tone set, figure out a better villain. Yeah. So if you're invested in the DC cinematic universe, you're gonna want to go and see Shazam. I would say so. I don't yeah. even know what that means. What does that mean? Like what else is DC? So uh Man of Steel, uh Batman versus uh Superman. So Aquaman. is the Justice jo- League, is the Aquaman, Wonder Joker Woman. Joker movie gonna be part of that? No. This is this is where it's gonna get complicated with these Joker movies coming out because this Todd Phillips' Joker is just a completely separate, standalone, not even in this universe type story. But then they're also making like another Suicide Squad. They're also talking about Jared Leto's own Joker movie. Like d- Warner Brothers needs to figure out what they want to do with this, these properties and just keep it to be that. Interesting. That's that's a fascinating conversation for a different day. But there are still other things, even yes. if this particular movie does not interest you, that are going to be worth perhaps venturing into the theater this weekend. My next pick is Pet Cemetery. Okay. So this is the remake. So now, uh, I, I saw that Jason saw this, and he was pretty scared. It's definitely thrilling. I mean, this is one of Stephen King's best, scariest pieces because it's about this family that moves from Boston to Maine, Boston to Ludlow, Maine, and he's a doctor, and they find that there's this animal burial ground on their property that is called Pet Cemetery. And what they find out too quickly on is that the dead arise from the dead. Like, they don't stay dead for very long, and the people that come back or the animals that come back come back to haunt them. So there's, again, great family themes because this movie is also this meditation on death and recovery and grief when our loved ones die. How do you talk about that to our children? How do you talk about pets dying to children and what happens when our people in our own past have died? So now, is this a remake? Uh, is this a continuation? Like what? It's how a does remake. Fit? So okay. it fits. It, it's essentially taken right from the book. There's one big change. So I don't know if I want to do a spoiler alert here. The movie, you know... Okay, let's just do a spoiler alert. In the book and in the original movie, it's the little kid Gabe, the baby that is killed by a truck and brought back to life. And in this one, it's their older daughter that's seven. Yeah, does, Jason mentioned yeah. that. that, that yeah. Different. Does that add a different dimension it does. to the film? It, yeah, and I think in a way, it almost makes it a, a titch more accessible for the times that we're in now. I think maybe in the 80s, you could get away with killing a baby. As morbid as that sounds, I don't think that would well, fly Well, also, anymore. that might not be very believable. Like, right. You like, know, and having we, a, I mean, not that any of this is believable, right. but I'm saying like, 
uh, you know, uh, a young, uh, like how old is she? Seven. Like seven versus a toddler. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like you can kind of buy it a little bit more in this one. And it is scary. I mean, when, when she comes back to life, she is a frightening child and you don't know what's going on. You've got John Lithgow playing Judd Crandall, who's like the grisly next door neighbor who knows the secrets of this town. You don't really know if you should trust him or not. And then Jason Clark is the dad. Amy Simons plays the mom and you learn that she um, had to watch her sister die as a kid. So she She's got all of this PTSD that she is working through now that her daughter is now killed as well. So th- there's great acting in it. And what Stephen King does is he writes great characters. So you get invested in this story and these characters so that you want to believe what's going on with them. And you care about what's happening with this family at the same time, which is the mark of a really good horror movie is when you care about the the, the characters. Yeah. How many tickets? Stubs I'm giving three and a half out of five. Okay, I dug cool. it. I mean, I'm a big Stephen King fan, but it still works even if you're not. I, you know, I'm not a huge scary movie person, but I love Stephen King, so I might be willing to, you, you know, should entertain do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Although through, Unsettling. You know, through, uh, the <laughs> through your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Filtered eyes. Palms in your hands. 100 minutes, so it goes by very fast. Too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not bad at all. Oh, gosh. If you want it based on a true story, it's called The Best of Enemies, also in theaters. Taraji P. Henson, Sam Rockwell. It's, a bo- it's about school segregation, 1971, North Carolina. All right, Paul. Paul's uh, Paul's trip to the movies.com. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And are you going to be on Twin Cities Live? Yes, I will. More on these movies later. Okay, so to get full details, head to KSTP Channel 5 Eyewitness News at 3. Yes. Thanks, Paul. Thank and you. We'll see you next week, Paul. Bye. Just when you think you've read it all, you read something else and you realize the world is really just a weird place. Sometimes it's a dumpster fire. And uh, <laughs> we're happy to bring those fires to you on a regular basis here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Every day of the week, and uh, during this particular segment, we do it. But before we get to this particular segment, oh, have I got a surprise for you. Take it off! Get my dollar bills. Where are they? Actually, you know what? Look at this, ladies. Make it rain, Bradley. Make it rain. There you go. You got to push it out. Yeah. 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 Four dollars. I just made it rain four dollars on Thank the uh, you, studio Bradley. floor because we are giving away a pair of tickets to <laughs> two see two pairs of tickets. Two pairs of tickets to what? see uh, two pairs of tickets and a thong. Two pairs of tickets to see Magic Mike live. Yes, at Grand Casino Hinkley. It's May eleventh. Callers number three and four are going to win those tickets. Holly. Yes. Uh, what do they have to bring with them? Or do otherwise. Dollar bills <laughs> and their best friend and, and a good sense of humor yes. and uh, an appetite because you're going to get hungry looking at those men and you're mm, going to want to go to the buffet. Cheswan chicken. <laughs> All right. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Callers number three and four now. Let's do those crazy stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. She's on the phone. Uh, Can we go to Iowa? Of course we can. I want to go to a McDonald's in Iowa. Woo! where police have uh, confirmed Wednesday that two customers uh, received some stuff. Well, I hope that they received some food, maybe a Big Mac? Well, no. Oh. They actually got stabbed. (laughs) Actually, no, I lied. (laughs) 
They didn't get stabbed. They were the stabbies, stabbers. Uh-uh. So it involved a McDonald's employee. And the oh. McDonald's employee was the one who had been stabbed. And we need to go down to Des Moines, which is an otherwise delightful uh, part of the country to travel to on occasion if you have to. Um, <laughs> Except for the stabby Mickey D's. Yeah, well, I don't know. Apparently there was a dispute. So the customers had their food and their money and they still came back and stabbed the employee. Why? Because the employee had apparently um, really just upset the uh, the two in the drive-thru and it it led to them among other things, stabbing the employee in the leg. Okay, well, what the heck can happen in a drive through window that would upset somebody so much that they would actually get out of their car, which is the whole point of going through the drive through in the first place, where it's like, I'm too lazy to get out of my car. Fine, I'm going to get out of my car, and now I'm going to stab yeah, you. Yeah, well, and again, the thing that they were frustrated with is that there was something missing oh. from the bag. Yeah, that's So they looked in the bag. And they were like, my Mac Nuggets or my, you know, fries. Mm. Something was missing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, to your point, like, you know, all you had to do was get out the car, go in, get your Mac Nuggets. Instead, you got out the car to stab the employee. Like, I feel like you could have just gotten the thing that you didn't get, or in this case, as they did get, a refund. You're never going to get what you want going around and stabbing people. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah. Also, who just thinks, yeah, I just, I marvel <laughs> for people who live in a world where they're like, you know, I'm going to solve this problem. Stabby, stabby. I know. Knife. I'm going to commit a felony because I'm missing two McNuggets and half a serving of fries from my bag. I mean, it happens to all of us. The worst thing is. And in the world, I don't know if you have looked around the world we live in, of the things that I would stab people over, I don't know that it would be my McNuggets. Yeah, right? That, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you really could find anything to justify stabbing another person about, but. And we've been there before. We have all been in that situation where you go through the drive-thru, you're really hungry, you're excited to get your meal, and then you open the bag when you get out home and you find out for pete's sake they didn't put my burrito supreme in the bag and now i am out money and a burrito supreme and now i'm really upset but you know what you do you just silently boil in your rage and then you do or with you it. call them and then they say that they'll give you free stuff next time well that requires that you have to like call yeah, people like that's i'm never weird. doing it no. i'm just gonna be sad but <laughs> anyway oh, so that's-, that's des moines for you all right not driving down there anytime soon all right i'd like to go to a town bradley I'm just for- joking by the way yeah. but i'm not what now? Can we go someplace? Yeah, let's go. Where are we going? Not to Des Moines, Iowa. We're going to Beaverton. Ooh, Beavertown. Why are we Beaverton, Oregon? Yeah, Beaverton, Oregon. That's where we're going for our next crazy, stupid idiot. And his name is Eric. He's 31 years old. And, uh, you know, cops pulled him over and they found heroin and meth in his car. So Wait, what? They just found, they found heroin and meth in Eric's car. That's just stupid idiot behavior, right? Yeah, you know, for sure. dumb. The crazy part of this is that cops found something else way more interesting than just the heroin and meth in Eric's car. What they found was a notebook with Eric's thorough, well researched plan for his drug and crime empire. Eric had a little notebook. About how he was basically going to take over the world uh, of uh, illegal drugs. But they found it. 
So why would, so it was just like, uh, tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this illegal activity. Yep. <laughs> and over the next few weeks, I'm really going to focus on. I'm going to focus on some self care, but at the same time, I'm also really going to focus on how I can sell all these drugs and make all this money. So a police spokesperson says that Eric just laid it all right out there. He said he felt he needed a certain amount of cash, ways on how to recoup the cash, Rules to follow for selling to customers well, and also how to art outsmart the police. I feel like, you know, this was wasted talent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I feel like he could have, I don't know. Gone to accounting school <laughs> to well, like just write like, a ledger. Yeah, like w- whatever his, you know, like these planning skills are being underutilized. Yes. For the, you know, for the powers of good versus evil. Man, Brett, that's what they have said. I re- Who was it? Whitey Bulger. The Boston criminal, nasty guy. Well, they were talking. I remember hearing an interview with somebody associated with him saying that Whitey Boulder was a really smart guy. And it was totally a missed opportunity. If he had focused not on maybe being a murderous uh, crime boss, he could actually done some good in the world. And maybe that's what Eric could have done, too, because obviously he has some kind of initiative. And the police said that we see drug dealers who keep records, but this was next level stuff. So... Sorry, he's probably going to jail. Lucky for society, he kept records. And I don't think that going to jail was part of his records. Crazy Stupid Idiots here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things. What other silly goobers do we need to talk about, Holly? Oh, we're going to Orlando. Orlando, Florida. Oh, my God. Isn't that where Colleen is? Is that where... Is that where Disney is, Orlando? Yeah. Okay. So they're in Orlando. <laughs> they're in Orlando. But we're not uh, talking about them. No, we're not talking okay. about Colleen. Who are we talking we're about? talking about a guy named Roger Smith. Hi, Roger. And that is definitely not Colleen. Uh, I want to let you know about Roger Smith. By the way, uh, you know, he was already uh, an arrested felon. So he'd already so he's gotten. He's got a record. Yeah, he's got a record. And it's what he decided to do. <sighs> That makes him a crazy, stupid idiot. Okay, so was he in jail at the time? No, he was out. Okay. But uh, he decided that something fun to do in his spare time Mm -hmm. was to point a laser at a helicopter flying overhead. This is like dangerous. Did the helicopter, did something happen? Uh, Nothing happened. But that is dangerous, Bradley. You're not supposed to point the lasers at anybody. You use lasers to play with your cat in your house. You don't point it at flying vehicles. I don't even like that for some reason. I don't know why I have a problem with people who use lasers Why? as toys. I don't know. It's I just fun. don't feel like it's very nice to the animal. Cats like it. Do they, though? Yeah, Because they I do. feel like they're constantly not able to get the thing. That's that's what make that's the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but but I just feel like sometimes they gotta well, catch something. Well, they catch plenty of stuff when it's not the red thing. That's yeah. true, and that's, that's what they true. get for knocking over all those cups like that too. Yeah, especially when they're full and your homework is laying on there. That's yeah. true. I speak from experience. Okay. Dogs don't do that, by the way. Dogs do weird things, but they don't knock things. Over. Well, I shouldn't say that. Wheezy does knock stuff over because she's so there's good, an element she? of pettiness in, in the cat world. Yes, I know. I, yes. I was going to say, I feel like it's a cat thing to be mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to knock this mm-hmm. thing over. Yeah. Well, I want to let you know that while Roger was pointing this laser at this helicopter, he was doing it outside while only wearing his boxer shorts. Now, I want you to take what? a look at Roger at the link Something and just tells me it ain't going to be worth looking at. <laughs> just have a visual. Keep him like this guy. Perhaps you can make up a story oh. in your mind. <laughs> I'm going to sit outside on the back porch because society did me wrong. I didn't get the job I was supposed to get. 
And now I'm sitting in my pants. Yeah. And I'm going to play with this laser. Yeah. Now, Smith is denying wow. that he pointed the laser. But uh, unfortunately for him, a, sweep- a kid in the neighborhood who stole that laser from his <laughs> dumb kids. Unfortunately for Smith, uh, when police did a search of the house, they found, found a laser, laser and they also found 12 unspecified firearms and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. Okay. See, that's the thing. Where, look. This is why mm-mm. I just, I don't. No, because I don't want to say something unnecessarily. I'm trying to like. About 30 shocking. seconds left in this segment. But, um. Let's just say this. If you know Roger Smith knew that he had the firearms and the ammunition in his house, why the heck? Would you go about in your boxer shorts pointing a laser at a helicopter, grabbing attention to yourself? Because this is just one of those people that was, he was underutilized by society. And this is crazy, stupid idiot. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He is facing 12 counts of possession of a firearm by a convicted felon assault on a law enforcement officer and pointing a laser. <laughs> laser. Laser at I just, a driver. I think that has like got to be the dumbest thing ever because my biggest fear would be that that thing would drop out of the sky because right. you would have like blinded them. They hit the wrong button and boom. And like you want that on your conscience? Right. Like what's the best case scenario for pointing lasers at? At um, like, what was his expectation? Like, I want to see if I can <laughs> knock that thing out of the sky. Probably, honestly, Bradley. Probably. Okay. All right, sir. Carry on. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be hearing from him again. I hope not. Because he's Unless not going the, away. For the good of society, let's not hope that we yeah. hear from him. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> In our pants. Okay. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show from crazy, stupid idiots to, oh my God, what are my chances? The throwback live at 245 is just around the corner where we try to guess some things with some sounds and some stuff right here on my talk. 1071. Hi, I'm James Seawood. One of the narrators on the abide app, a premium ad free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.